Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where our two best friends recap romance novels while squeeing, giggling, and making fun of ourselves. This week, I've got a fun partnership to announce. We've partnered with The Ripped Bodice for their April Read Romance Repeat Box. This is a monthly subscription box where you get two romance novels carefully selected across all subgenres and a gift from a small maker. You can prepay for a discount or you can pay monthly and pause or cancel anytime. So here's the exciting part. If you sign up with the code HEAVING, you can get an exclusive Heaving Bosoms keychain. You cannot get this anywhere else. If you're already a subscriber and you want the keychain, email hello at theriftbodicela.com and tell them you'd like a keychain included in your April box. Then we'll have a surprise episode in April where we recap one of the books that are in the box you get. So go to readromancerepeat.com and get the April box with the code heaving. Then you'll be able to read along with us and get that exclusive keychain. All of these details are going to be in the show notes. You have to order by April 1st, so don't delay. And now we've got part one of The Roommate by Rosie Dannon. It started as a casual hiatus read, and we loved it so much we had to bring it to you. Here we go. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We're using a new thing and it gives us a countdown. So we had to we had to kind of like freeze our smiles and laughter for, for like so, five seconds. Well, no, it was weird though because I'm used to hitting, you know, hitting the record on the other program and then like, you know, being mid like sentence or whatever and like my mm-hmm. hand comes down and the whole thing sure. happens. And this time I had the opportunity to like get situated. Yeah, it was and strange. I we were frozen in time. It. Boy. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, how are you? Not great. Not um, great. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, as we say in the military industrial complex, yes. um, mistakes were made. Um, (laughs) i made a mistake what was your mistake did it have something to do with the fact that last night at 10 30 my time (laughs) you texted me and said help i'm on episode six help and i was asleep so i couldn't stop you specifically we were told (laughs) last week that Uh if you watch episode seven you can't stop and yeah. so I knew I knew I was on six and I knew I was on the ledge and I was trying to get you <laughs> to stop me. And I was but, the, zian, but no zian. one no one was there. Oh, did you get a good night's sleep? No. But I was asleep <laughs> at that point. <laughs> no. No. So yeah. And then what was the next text that was sent? <laughs> said something like oh fuck i'm i'm at 10 oh no i'm not no i said no you Aaron, came back you texted me back at 3 a.m my time yeah which is I what said, seven z's your time seven z's yeah and i was like oh no i'm so sorry i was sleeping i'm expecting to get zero response. when did you expect me to text you back <laughs> hours later Aaron, no, at like 11 a.m my time i was awake it was 3 a.m my time i was awake i was alert my brain was alive and i said I'm on episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I said, go to bed. What is your problem? And she was like, if I go to bed now, I get three hours of sleep. And I was like, do it. Because you have to stop. (laughs) All I had to do yesterday was make a PowerPoint training for ARMY. But all I did was watch a subtitled television show that I could not watch simultaneously (laughs) while making my PowerPoint. I managed to get about a third through it. And then got three hours, third through the PowerPoint. Oh, then no. <laughs> got to episode 10 of Crash Landing on You. Uh-huh. And then slept for, I would say, liberally two hours because, like, oh, this, God. My you had to was go, wired. Oh, yeah. And you had to, like, lay down. You had to put on your jammas. You had to do, like, the bed, th- the bed thing. And it's not like I was at a great stopping point. Like, oh, it was no. just a necessary time and i had been actively reading a screen for like the past i don't know 15 hours <laughs> so then i slept a little bit and then i got up and i did army from 6 a.m until 3 30 oh, i led God. trainings not the one i had to do the powerpoint for and right, now i'm talking right. to you and i'm going to be doing that until about six tonight uh-huh and then from 6 p.m until 3 a.m. It gets done. No, I will PowerPoint. Be working on that PowerPoint slash. No, you can't do it. <laughs> I just know who I am. I know what happened. Here's, here's what happened to me is like, are you familiar with my celebrity writer friend, Lauren? Christina I am. Lauren? Yeah. Lauren, Christina, I've, I've Christina like Lauren? chatted with Lo before, but not, no, not like, to the extent that you have. And I'm yeah. honestly a little bit jealous and she probably doesn't need to know that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, she does <laughs> listen to the show. Um, listen, hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Lo. You know how like she and I are like pretty much best friends? Oh, wow. Fuck you. <laughs> she, <laughs> she had contacted me directly. Just me, like just her and me. Okay. All right. Oh, earlier all right. this week. <laughs> No, she has my thing because we messaged about your um completely what you call it. I mean, your listen, video. she friended me on Facebook last week, so like she probably not... needed to even it up because she and I have been friends for some time now, <laughs> and she knew that you're kind of like a jealous person. Anyway, so she asked me how many episodes we've watched, and I was like, work has been a hellscape. Like I haven't watched any, and then Saturday I was like, okay. My very famous celebrity writer friend, Lauren, <laughs> has contacted me and asked me how many episodes I've watched. And shamefully, I've said n- none more than last yes. week. So I will watch an episode today and then I'll have so- I'll have something to say back of like, <laughs> oh, I watched uh, the rest of episode three. And right. It was so great. Uh-huh. No. No. I'm I told her, I said, if you need to have boundaries you should put them up now. I'm just texting me. her novels. Like the gray check point marks on the Facebook Messenger are like prevalent, and I'm still just furiously being like the way he looked at her that one time when he touched her hand. Like obscure shit from episodes she saw a year ago. I can't keep my shit together. That's why I wanted you to watch more because I'm I am actively burning down our relationship with Christina Lauren. <laughs> because i'm i'm crazy yeah no and and listen the only reason i haven't watched more is because i know myself too well like i knew that i wouldn't edit the episode i knew that i wouldn't read reread the book we had to read this week i knew that i wouldn't wash or feed people that live in my home 
Like I knew that it wouldn't have happened. And so I had to be like, Melody, you need to get your work done. And then I didn't yeah. like get any of the work done. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't yeah, fine. watch the show. Stronger than my self-awareness is my um, <laughs> need to have a celebrity friend. And then what <laughs> happened was... <laughs> they were right kate and lauren were right it trapped me in its snares they're imminently wise so you really should your mama bird mug Uh uh-huh my mama bird mug very cute mine is a picture of me and goat and rooster sitting on a dock you've seen those advertised on facebook my mom got this for me and then she got one for david that's just him and goat no without rooster (laughs) yeah that's that tracks it does, but it's just kind of insulting that my mom knows that. <laughs> nah, that's just right. good momming. We've got a good yeah. mom in this book, too. One good mom, one shitty oh, mom. Oh, yeah, we do have one good mom. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah. Because guess what, listener? It's happening! Ew, pew, 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 it's happening! <laughs> we're, we're here for <laughs> The Roommate by it's Rosie roommate. Dannon. Here we, we are. We read it on hiatus. We wanted to talk about it more, and we are. And so now, here we go. Yeah. So should we get started, Erin? Yes. Do you, I mean, everybody knows we love book, because we talked about it on Patreon. We love book. It's great book. Yeah. All right. And so let's wrap this up. I'm going to take a little snoozer. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> little snoozerino. All right. So we've got Clara. And Clara yes. has shown up to LAX with a suitcase and a plan. Her plan. Well, what do we call that a plan? Well, yeah, yeah. Her plan is to move in with her childhood best friend, who she has carried a torch for since they, like, since before they hit puberty. Mm-hmm. Her plan is to live with him and force, force proximity romance at him until he succumbs. Honestly, it's not a bad plan. It's not. He has invited her out there in the way that he's strung her along. He, ha- You guys, he has knowingly strung her along. Yeah. For years. Years. Decades. 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 Yeah. Everett sucks. And he's invited her to come live with him knowing that. Everett is fully a monster in every way. I think just because he needs the sublet, too. No, she's not paying him. Oh, she's not? She's paying he's zero just, dollars. He's just doing it? Ugh. Yeah. Then I don't know. So he has, he like talked to her one night and he was like, you know what, Clara, you seem so, you seem so pent up. Like, you don't know what your life is. You're just so unhappy. Come to LA. Find yourself. Do the thing. Move into my tiny house with me. And then, you know, blah. And she was like, oh my God, it's time. Everett is ready to fall into love and fall into bed maybe with me. Also, I don't feel like LA is a great place to find yourself. Yeah. Hard agree. Just, yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so he picks her up from the airport and he's like, whoa, it's so good to have you here. And wow. Um, FYI, <laughs> I didn't tell you this before, but the band, of course, he's got a band. And of course, he's the lead singer. This continues to prove my theory that lead singers suck and you should never make out with them. Erin <laughs> uh, disagrees with that theory. She is a lead singer person, but that's also why we're best friends, because I will go for all the backup and you will go for the lead singer and we will never compete. <laughs> I've only hooked up with two lead singers of band. 
and it wasn't bad. <laughs> Sounds bad. If it wasn't wonderful, it wasn't lasting. Bad. It didn't. <laughs> we're not together today. But you know, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> That's the end of the story. <laughs> we're not. We're not naming names. All right. All right. Uh, my theory is drummer and bassist. Go for the drummer. Go for don't the go bassist. For the, uh, I feel like you. No one in a band. Just don't go with anybody <laughs> in the band. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, so so Everett, douche canoe Everett, is like, the band got a huge opportunity, and like, I don't even have time to walk you into the house that you're Mm-mm. gonna live in. I got a Craigslist roommate for you without vetting him at all or getting your permission. Total rando out mm-hmm. of the mist. And you're gonna live with him now. Congratulations, Clara. Here are the keys. Get the fuck out. I gotta go to the airport. Or like, oh no, it's a van. Yes. He's gotta pick up his friends in a van, Aaron. Uh-huh. Yeah. The band van. Band van. That's just that's just farts and Cheetos, right? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, what it smells like? Oh yeah, it's farts oh, and Cheetos. Absolutely. And, farts oh, and, and, and beef jerky. Oh, and BO. Oh my god, and beef jerky. Holy shit, you're so they right. always why do you boys always get beef jerky on road trips? It's like <laughs> beef jerky is an okay <laughs> thing to eat, but like not in the proximity to others yeah. in like a oh, God. Yeah. Boys. They're gross. <laughs> Agreed. So she walks into this house and she says something hilarious. And now I can't remember what it is. But she says something like, <laughs> God, that was great. Stop it. No, she says something like, you know, fuck me sideways or like, if this always happens to me or, you know, something. Uh-huh. She's, yeah, she's sure. expressing her disappointment. And then her roommate comes out of another room, not wearing a shirt at all and like maybe eating ice cream or something. Uh, listen, this might be Melody fanfic. I don't know. <laughs> oh she says so this is how it feels to be well and truly fucked and from behind her a voice says i get that a lot (laughs) Ah, because you guys he's a porn person he's a porn porn man and he's not wearing a shirt and he's very hot and she's got like this physical reaction to him she gets like goosebumps she gets she like gets goose sperms, Eric. I said goose sperms, like goosebumps, like, <laughs> like, like the meme goosebumps. She gets goose sperms all over just her body, just swimming all up and down her skin. <laughs> and then, um, like she's talking about how he's like super magnetic and like she's just immediately attracted. Right. She says like he's not particularly like drop dead gorgeous or classically handsome Mm -hmm. but there is this magnetism to him that she just can't can't get her head around and he says adorable things like you're wearing all black are you here to rob me (laughs) and i just he's so cute so in this first conversation he gets her to tell her to tell him like everything. She's immediately like, "I had this plan with Everett. I've been in love with him forever." Because she he she just sees something in like the genuine nature and like earnestness of his face that like she can tell him anything. It's very yeah. sweet. It's and really she sweet. also like starts laying down rules of like, "Listen, we're not going to be naked around here." She's yeah. got like a checklist. She's got to go through like all of the appliances and check them and the water pressure. Yeah. She's got like checklists and rules, a lot of ground rules, and he's already like, yeah, I'm not going to follow any of your rules. She wants to create a cleaning schedule. Yes. She says you have to wear a minimum of three pieces of clothing, and he says, does each sock count? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so good. It's very good. 
And then it, after she tells him like the whole thing about Everett, she looks at him and she says, because he's like, are you about to toss your cookies? And she says, mm-hmm. perhaps you could say something reassuring. And it says, after a few seconds, he blew out a breath. Your body destroys and replaces all of its cells every seven years. <laughs> and she's like, I don't understand. And he's like, you're going to be a whole new person. It's going to be it's brand gonna new. Okay. It's going to be yeah. fine. Oh, it's really nice. And then by the end of it, he's like, let's go grocery shopping. You yes. do, you don't drive. I have a car. And like the milk is off or something. I don't know. There's Can no you food. imagine like when it got to like the she doesn't drive thing, like the whole Everett leaving her there became so much more worse. Like, oh, yeah. How is she going to live in L.A.? Without be, it's not like living in Baltimore and not being able to drive, or right. New York. It's L.A. Right. Yeah. Everything is a hundred miles away. Right. And there's no public transit to get there. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. They don't go grocery shopping. Okay. She's unpacking in her room. Yes. And she has done. She has done a crazy. I'm going to say it out loud. She's done a crazy. She hasn't packed a lot of, like, necessities, but she mm-hmm. has packed an entire suitcase full of mementos that she's kept from Everett and her friendship over their right. entire lifetime. Clara. Because she's going to, like, surprise him with... She's going to force him like, to do, like, yeah, walks she's down like, memories lane. Hey, oh, my God. I just found these, like, photos of us. Yeah. Like, do you remember when you, like... Dropped this pencil in third grade right. and I picked it up. I have the pencil. Like, that <laughs> kind of thing uh-huh. is mostly what she's packed. Is this where she sees him, like, she sees him with, like, uh, glasses on at some point in this encounter? Oh. Yeah. yeah. He has to go get his glasses because he has to... Oh, because the night before she drafted, like, three pages worth of rules yes. and cleaning schedules. Yes. And so and she presents he has those to, read to him. Ugh. Right. He also makes her coffee, except she finds out a little bit later that he made himself coffee, and then he realized he can't drink it without cream, and they don't have any cream, and so he needed to give somebody his coffee. (laughs) I love him! Mm -hmm. I love him so much. Okay, so then by the end of this, he's like, let's go grocery shopping. We got to get some more cream so that I can have coffee in this lifetime. Right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I found the passage. It says, Clara bit the inside of her cheek. Josh packed a powerful punch of allure to begin with, but her inner nerd started panting at the sight of him with readers. That is, that is an emotion I understand. Yeah, I understand that when they put on the glasses. Uh Oh yeah, I hate that my husband has like ten ten vision. Like he can zoom on (gasps) with his eyeballs. It's like he has perfect vision and is not getting any worse. And I just feel like he'd look very cute with the glasses. What a monster. It's never going to happen. Yeah, I know. It is. How dare he? I know. Yeah. So they go grocery shopping and all he gets are like junk foods. Cheetos. Candy. And she's just like, all the sugary cereals. You have the best body. Like, how do you do this? How how do you have no nutrition and like all the sugar and you have like abs and stuff? And he goes, I fuck a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I fuck a lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, Miss Dannon, you do not get abs from fucking a lot. That's not true. You get a it's real not nice true. booty. You could. It's possible. But I'm just saying, you don't get also, like cut abs by eating junk food and having a lot of sex. But he's a 26-year-old man with the metabolism of a 26-year-old man. 
listen, I feel like I knew a lot of 26 year old men that had a lot of sex and ate a lot of junk food and I didn't see any abs. All right. He is a 26 year old hot man. One of those naturally hot people no where their default is abs. Hot. <laughs> no one has, no one's just with abs. No, that's no, not a he thing. Does you have some to sit ups and work. stuff. Maybe he doesn't say that. He's flexing. No. Maybe, maybe. I don't He's, know. I'm just naturally this Adonis. No. Anyway, so she's going around behind him and very, very quietly putting a lot of the junk food back on the shelves when he's not looking. And I found that mm-hmm. to be adorable. They talk a bit about her family in the grocery store. And we find out more about the Wheaton curse because Clara, her backstory is that she's this blue blood from the East Coast, this Connecticut upper schmassman. And she has monies and stuff. Old mm-hmm. monies, probably. The old kind. Sure. Yeah, the the East Coast kind. That's the one. Mm-hmm. And her family is notorious for getting into, like, bad scandals. And they also hate the bad scandals, which is, like, at some point, embrace it, you know? Yeah, well, part of this, I, like, I didn't buy. This was This was the part of the book, like, her character that I didn't. I love him. I feel like he's a very fully formed, like, I know exactly who he is. I got it. Like, I understood all of his, like, deep down crazies. Right. Yeah, I got it. But, like, her, I felt like the family thing and then also some other stuff we'll get to, I didn't quite, like, click with me. And the family thing was, like, do you remember that book we read with the with the heiress and the scones? Oh, yeah. Of course I do. And it was like, oh. And the cartoon radishes. (laughs) Yes. After we fall. <laughs> After we fall. What are eggs? <laughs> so she like threw the scones at somebody and then like all yeah. of the coffee shops started having the scones and it was like the era. Sco- like I feel like a lot of books have this culture of like gossip girl that doesn't actually exist in real life. Like I don't know sure. that in Connecticut there's this laser focus on the Wheatons, you know, in a way that people give a fuck. Are you saying that they don't actually have an Alaskan heiress quarterly? No. And I don't know that <laughs> anywhere does. That's what I, you know, like maybe in their like circle of families, yeah. it's like, oh, it's the Wheatons again. But I don't think it's like national news. Like, I don't think the New York Times like style page is lighting up with like, oh, no, the Wheatons, you know, it just seems yeah. very strange. And then also if they're always in these scandals then what's the problem? Then they're the scandalous family. Right. If, if they're always in these scandals and then they remain to be like the the top-notch Wheatons, then like right. who the fuck cares then yeah. about the scandals? Or they're scandalized already. Yeah. Well, so here's the only thing that like, because I, I'm going to be honest with you, I am a Josh, right? Like through no. and through. No. I am a Josh. You, Melody? <laughs> And so I just looked at, I sort of looked at Clara like she was an extraterrestrial. (laughs) I was just like, you are a specimen. I don't understand. Whatever you say out loud, I'm just going to believe because I don't get you. And I feel like that's why our friendship works. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever I say out loud, you just believe, which is nuts. (laughs) But I, I, that, I, maybe that's why I didn't, it didn't click for me because I feel like I'm a lot like Clara in a lot of ways, but her motivations like didn't make sense to me with the family stuff. So here's why her motivations did make sense to me later on. And we find out a bit in this passage or like in this grocery scene, because we find out that not only does she have like this lore of Wheaton's gone by who have been scandaling it up, but 
she has a very palpable memory of her aunt being disowned right because she was like fucking the deputy mayor and he was married and he tried to you know say that she wasn't real and she like chained mm-hmm. herself to a a town square and was then read his dirt and read his dirty letters out loud it's like a really good story it's incredible <laughs> and wasn't she like really young too yeah she was she 19 20 or something yeah Ugh, mm-hmm. what a goddess yeah I want to chain myself to something and read someone's dirty letters out right? loud. I just want dirty letters. Who's gonna send? Don't send me dirty letters. You know what? Letters. Don't. Don't. HBs. I don't. We don't Listen, want them. We know. Sorry. We know at least a few of you are creepy men. <laughs> we know it. <laughs> we do. And I don't want any of you don't creepy men. Me. Mm-hmm. Creepy men. Thanks for the downloads, but we do not want <laughs> any of you sending us dirty letters. Please. That's right. Just listen That's right. and then Keep never contact your love us. Please. Of us. Afar. Keep it. Yeah. Th- again, Keep it with thanks, you. For, thanks for the downloads. We, I would, we appreciate I would say you're you. about 10% of our listenership, sure. creepy men. Thank you. But just <laughs> or just keep men. It. We also know that, like, just nice men. Oh, just nice men is a good, you know, maybe 5% more. But 10% sure. of you we know <laughs> are creepy. Um, so just lock it up. Yeah. Keep your shit together. Uh-huh. Don't send me a dirty letter because I said that. That's Please. right. Thank That's you. right. That was not an invitation. We're just it was not clear. It was not. That's right. All right. They're not listening to this part. They go to the middle. They probably do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like banter. I don't want to hear banter. I don't want to. I don't want to hear their thoughts and dreams. <laughs> Get to the part where they describe the sex scene in detail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh hey HBs, I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Okay, so she has this, like, memory in her bones of not only seeing her aunt be disowned, but then the pain that it caused her mother. Right. And she is really close to her mom, and she, you know, adores her mom, and she idolizes her mom. And so she made this decision that she was going to be the only person in her mom's life who she wouldn't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And so she's done all the things. She has gone to all the schools. She has studied the safe things. Like, she's a a good all the time, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that she really likes Everett, too, because she knows that her mom's already signed off on him. And I really understand that. Like, I really understand the motivation of, like, I'm just going to be perfect no matter Mm -hmm. what. Mm -hmm. Until something snaps within you. (sighs) until something cataclysmic walks through the door and his name is josh (laughs) you know (laughs) i was going to say his name is crash landing on you (laughs) also (laughs) what do we do what do we do 
with his perfect face. Whew. Um. Okay. Oh boy. So her aunt Jill, the one that this happened to, or did this, depending on how you look at it, happened lives- to. Well, she did a thing. I'm, I am like, a Josh. Okay, I'm so, I, whatever. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not saying at all that she deserved to be disowned by her family. I'm just saying mm-hmm. the one that did the thing we described or the one that that happened to, whichever way you heard that. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lives in L.A. So she's going to call her and see if she can give her a job. She works for like the D.A. or whatever. No, no. no she so works for the PR firm. Sorry. She owns a PR firm. Mm-hmm. She came out to L.A. and she like built her shit up from nothing because she was disowned. She has no financial backing. Maybe she had a trust fund. Listen, I'm not I'm not sure about the details. Mm-hmm. However, she's been doing this on her own. And so she goes out there. She just wants to reconnect at first. And mm-hmm. as they're at lunch, they are chatting and Josh sends her an adorable selfie being like sad face you need to get toilet paper on the way home and she shows this selfie to her aunt and the aunt is like holy fuck balls here's the thing I watch a lot of porn um my niece and this is one of the porns it it never comes back that her aunt watches Josh's porn and I just feel like we need to acknowledge it in this moment that the aunt recognizes Josh from all of the Josh porn that the aunt watches and then later spoiler alert they live happily ever after and he Mm. becomes a member of their family oh yeah we never acknowledge this again and Mm. I just feel like one throwaway line (laughs) is a little necessary to be like Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. <laughs> so I think the reason that I didn't, it didn't occur to me at all is because Josh has become big enough in like mainstream porn and particularly in like feminist female gaze porn that he's been featured in Cosmo. Like everybody knows about him pretty mm-hmm. much. And so I thought the aunt as a PR person, just, like, reads all the magazines and knows sure. all the things. She, she did say that. She did say he's been yeah. in Cosmo and but, stuff. But, but, like... she also knew him from, like, a sad face selfie yeah, in probably I, I a dimly like lit it's room. A, yeah, it's <laughs> she has seen true. him thrust. Oh, yes. no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has seen him muff-diving all the way. Wow. That would be, like, kind of an awkward... Like, I don't... I don't think I would have much <laughs> of a problem with, like... The jealousy aspect of like dating a porn star, but I think I would right. have a lot of problems with like people just knowing what they look like when they do it. Like, <laughs> you know, like I feel like walking around, people would be like, oh, I know what his, you know, whole deal is. And then it's weird because then they think about you and then it's like, you're like, ew, it's a whole thing. I have no problem with any of that. I know you don't. I know. <laughs> Not, not a single the look on your face was like <laughs> and that's why it's even better i, I don't understand don't get it <laughs> <laughs> all right maybe you can explain to me in melody terms I no it's not the more i explain it to you the more you're gonna be like and then <laughs> yeah. all <Yep>. right <laughs> could we get a coliseum involved somehow <laughs> is there a stage <laughs> Is there a trial in which we have to we have to fuck to save save someone's life in front of millions of people? <laughs> that's just that's just you know bucket list stuff, really. <laughs> Things the podcast has given us. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So then Josh has a shoot and we like see him on set. Wait, after- doesn't Jill give her an opportunity to work at her firm at this meeting? No. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. So we see him uh, like at, on a set after a shoot. He talks to his ex-girlfriend, Naomi. Oh, also, he moved into this sublet because he's just broken up. Naomi just broke up with him and kicked him out. They've been like sort of quasi together for two years on and off and bleh. So when he first meets Clara, he's like, oh, don't worry about me. I'm sure I'll be back with my girlfriend like pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Naomi finds out that he's living with like a vanilla girl. I think she maybe calls mm-hmm. her. And she's like, don't you know, like you be careful over there. You know, like you're going to break somebody's heart. Mm-hmm. Then he has a meeting with his agent because the porn company that he works for, Black Hat, they did a big predatory contract thing on him when he was super green and first starting to work in porn. And so he's had an exclusive contract with them where he can't do merch. He can't do anything except fuck for Black Hat. And he's super not happy about that. And he wants to renegotiate. Basically, his shitty agent meets with him and he's like, they're going to give you like a five grand bonus, but that's pretty much it. And I think you should sign the contract. And he's like, what are you? No. I've done all of my films that I need to do for my contract. I can just ride out the rest of my contract not working and they still have to pay me. So, like, they can rework this or, like, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And he leaves. This is also where we find out that he has a fear of ketchup. Does have that fear of ketchup. Yeah. Yes. Very cute. Oh, we also find out that he just, like, this magnetism of his... He can just, like, pick up anybody, left, mm-hmm. right, and center. And uh, we find out that, uh, like, a couple of weeks ago, the waitress that's serving him right now, they, like, went out to the alley and boned back there, and he does not remember the encounter whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, Josh. Oh, no, Josh. Josh. Okay, so Clara is home, and she knows that he's going to be out late because of this, like, meeting with his agent. So it's super hot in her room because she, they just, the AC is a mess. Mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. in this, this tiny, tiny little, little pajama dress situation. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it's so hot in here, but I need to watch the, I just, I, I can't stop Googling my porn star roommate and I really need to watch his porns. <laughs> and the only comfortable place to watch his porns <laughs> is out in the living room. room. I just have to go to a common area. <laughs> this gave me such anxiety. Duh. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you like just sweat it out in that hundred degree room if yes! necessary? There's no <laughs> headphones. I would be like under my bed. Like I would be so <laughs> deep in that closet. Like, oh yeah. Oh my god. And not only does she lay on the couch to do this, but she lays with her back to the door. So she will have no idea if anyone against comes in. all human instincts having backs to doors. <laughs> yes! like no human puts their bed in a way that their head is next to their door we have instincts burrowing cave instincts where our heads go away i need to be able to peep those doors you know peep all entrances no not clara not (laughs) so she's laying there on her stomach her feet are like crossed and stuff and she's just watching josh's porn and he comes in so now we're in josh's perspective and He's like, oh, my gosh, look at her ass right now. Like, her her pajamas are riding up a little bit. And he's like, oh, no, my hot roommate is still hot. And now I can see her whole ass almost. And then he hears a grunt. 
and he hears his grunt, but he has not made a noise. And so he's like, oh, shit, she's watching my porn. Oh, because Naomi and he talked and she was like, she's going to find out at some point. And he's like, Mm -hmm. she is not the kind of girl that watches porn. I promise you, there's no way she's ever going to find out who I am. Which, like, my instinct is to be like, what kind of girls watch porn, Josh? But also, like, this girl is not the kind of girl that would have, like... <laughs> He's right, though, in this yeah. very narrow circumstance. Oh, yeah. So he decides to just, like, drop his duffel bag in the entryway. And she, like, jumps off the couch and out of her skin. Like a cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, I wasn't doing anything. There's nothing going on What here. is this? Oh, my. I I'm not wet at all. Such a- Stop it's a looking at my ad. nipples. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Whoops. And so they have this whole talk and he's like, no, nah, that was definitely my porn. I know what I sound like in my porn. I am aware of my own sex noises. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> and she's super mortified and she basically tries to tries to play that she was appreciating it intellectually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they go through like all the normal questions i guess like when did you start how did you get in it yeah i think it's important to note that the porn that she was watching was with naomi was it not i don't know i thought i thought it was if she doesn't during this round another time when she gets curious she does but at some point she watches uh, a scene with him and his ex-girlfriend and like naomi's just like so hot oh yeah also she's booked too did you know that yes yeah 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 And I just feel like that really contributes to Clara's like, oh, this is not who I am, you know. Totally. Sort of thing. Because her big hang up throughout the whole thing is Josh would never be interested in me because I'm frumpy and I'm uptight and he regularly fucks beautiful, glamorous women who are super comfortable with their sexuality. And that's not me. All right. So then he's like, well, if if you're appreciating it intellectually... What did you think? And she's like, right. oh, yeah, that's good for porn. It's yeah. Fun. She's like, I thought that all the mouth stuff you were doing was very you interesting. Enthusiastic. What great acting. I guess it's just like not for everyone because, mm-hmm. you know, mouth stuff is yeah. not really for me. And he mm-hmm. he's very baffled by this. And it's not creepy or anything. He's genuinely interested. He's like, mm-hmm. so how do your partners get you off then? And she pauses for a little bit too long. And he's like, what? No. Mm -hmm. A partner has never, ever brought you to climax. And she's like, they know it probably maybe wasn't their fault. Mm -hmm. Um, And I give myself a pretty darn good orgasms. Okay. So So it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. And he's like, absolutely not. This cannot stand. In my professional capacity, we need to fix this. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he and he says, take off your underwear. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. And so he basically talks her into it. He's like, it'll be totally clinical. I like scouts on her. And she goes, this does not seem like anything the Boy Scouts would sign off on. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, hmm. I'll do it over your underwear if you want. And she's like, oh, my gosh, he's so confident that he's like giving himself multiple handicaps and (laughs) still thinking he's going to do this. And you know what? He's correct about his own skills and abilities. Boy, oh, boy. And so she 
allows this to happen and he kneels <laughs> he kneels in front of her and he starts by like kissing up and down her legs and mm-hmm. like not not going by a specific pattern and so she's all like flustered and she doesn't know what he's going to do next he does tell her that she can close her eyes if she wants and so she does do that mm-hmm. and then by the time he starts like actually touching her she's just in a frenzy and then he stops and she's like what are you doing like I want and he's like what do you want Clara and she says I want to come you asshole (laughs) and he's like oh good I just wanted to hear you say it and then he says look at me and I'll give you what you want and so in her inner monologue she's like this is his price like he's gonna give me my first orgasm with a partner but I'm gonna know who gave it to me Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life it's good oh it's a good scene (laughs) It's, it's a well-written, from a Holy. literature perspective, um, it's written very well. Wow. Good job, Rosie. Rosie, you're super talented. This is what I feel like a liter- literature critic would call an achievement. Oh, scene. quite. Quite. <laughs> it's very good. Indeed, madam. Five mm. stars. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars for the literature. <laughs> literature. Right. Maybe also the literature. <laughs> so... The <laughs> It was so good. I mean, I'm I'm no, kind of seriously. saying like uh, I'm kind of like joking around, but this was no, extremely but... well written. All the sex and this whole book is extremely well written, but particularly the sex scenes are very good. Yeah, like I don't know. This was one of those books where like I had a hard time living my normal life because anytime I would put the book down, I was mm-hmm. still so wrapped up in what whatever emotional place these two characters yeah. were in. And so like when they were pining, I was pining hard. And like when mm-hmm. they were sexually frustrated, oh, it was happening to me too. And then like the the high and then the huge crash later, like I don't know. This thing, I felt like I was vibrating on a different frequency mm-hmm. while reading this book. And god, it's so it's so good. Okay. Oh, man, I'm sorry. So I do have to read one passage in it because it made me so happy. He can tell that she's getting into her head about this. And so he's like, Clara, calm down. We're We're right here. I'm here with you. And he says, if I can't get you off with my hands, he said, his voice soft and incredibly kind. That's my problem, not yours. And if that's the case, we'll figure something else out. Everybody is different, but none of them are wrong. Beautiful. Oh, my Lord, Rosie. You absolute dreamboat. Rosie. Gosh. You hot genius. Oh, wow. Okay. So then as like she's coming down and she's like, that was the most special thing I've ever experienced in my life. I have gone to a spiritual place. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, she looks down and she says that he closes her legs like a person would close the trunk of their car. Mm-hmm. Like he's wrapping up. He's like yeah. closing up all the tools. Like if he were a chef, he's like rolling up his knife thingy yeah. that has all the knives in it. And he's packing up his caboodle if he's a makeup <laughs> artist. Like it's a work thing and it's done now. Yeah. And he says, well, that's done then. Mm-hmm. And so she is super horrified because she thought that it might have also been extraordinary to him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's got an erection, sure, but his mind is clearly warring with his body. And then she says, I suppose for you that was just like work? Part of her wanted him to argue, to tell her that she was special. Don't be ridiculous. Josh back toward his room. At work, I get paid. 
Ugh. Her shame turned into a living, breathing thing panting against her neck. What a beautiful passage. What a beautiful passage, Rosie. <sighs> I uh, We forgot to note that earlier in the conversation before they started doing yeah. sex on each other, well, <laughs> him doing sex on her, mm-hmm. that she like asked him how he got into porn and stuff. Like, didn't that happen? Yes. And yeah, he basically you. said that he was like a valet. And some guy, like, caught him going down on this guy's wife in, like, the backseat of a Maserati. And then that guy was like, if you could keep it going while I watch, like, I've got the job for you. And then, yeah. like, then he was in porns. Yeah. I just thought that was like, <laughs> wow, what a Cinderella story. Cool, Josh. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of getting noticed at the mall and being, like, a model. You know? Totally. Totally. But I do think the other important thing about that whole section is that when she asked, he gets really defensive and he's mm-hmm. like, I don't have some like fucking broken sob story for right. you. I had a great childhood. My parents are awesome. Yes, they are. I just do porn. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whoa, pump the brakes. That's not at all what I was thinking. I was literally just wondering, I don't know, did, were you going down on a woman and her husband caught you? Question mark. Yeah, and you know, then, and he's like, "Wow, you're a psychic." That's yeah. how. That's exactly how it happened. That's strange. How deeply did you Google me? No, that didn't happen. It didn't happen. So the next day, he feels terrible because the reason he got so weird and like clinical and shut down at the end is because he's never been more turned on in his life. He's pulling a big St. Vincent, you guys. And he he told her that he was going to do this in a clinical yeah. way that wasn't going to weird her out and stuff. So then he tried to do it in a clinical way that didn't weird her out and stuff. He tried to fulfill that promise. Yeah, but he heard those whimpers and he saw her face flush and stuff. His and he was a goner. Boys love whimpers. They love them. If romance novels tell me anything, it's that a boy loves a whimper. And that's Indeed. how you make him fall in love with you. <laughs> I've never seen snow before. <sighs> it's it's noticing snow for the first time. <laughs> and then it's like low, <laughs> needy whimpers. That Those are the things. <laughs> <laughs> is this doing, is this doing is it for you? Is Yeah, so he's pulling a big St. Vincent. Was that her first time or was it my first time? Mm -hmm. And he feels terrible because he didn't want to scare her. And so then he goes, he gets up early and he like drives way the fuck across town, maybe into another city, frankly, in L.A. It could be anything to go to this fancy bakery to get her a pastry or to get her like a bunch of pastries. Meanwhile, she she's like, because he's thinking, I don't want her to leave. That got weird. I, you know, I just, I want her to stick around. Poor thing. I don't want to scare her away. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, she has gotten well and thoroughly scared away. So her bags are packed. She has purchased a plane ticket and she's going out to Jill's place to basically say goodbye before she hoofs it back to New York. And Jill is sort of in between meetings with this DA who is auditioning her to be her PR firm for her campaign for re-election. So while they're like saying goodbye, one of her associates comes in and he's like, the DA is ready. We got to go back in there right now. And she's like, oh, fuck, um, Clara, why don't you come take notes? And then afterwards, we'll like chat about whether or not you're leaving, because I really don't think you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And so Clara is in there. She's got great instincts. She's doing all the stuff. Take she's some like, bomb ass notes. Oh, yeah. And she's like muttering to herself, but she's muttering brilliance. And the DA is mm. like, what did you just say? Headlines? Big case? What? 
So by the end of the meeting, Jill's like, I'm down a couple of associates anyway. I need you to come work for me. This is a family favor you would be doing for me. Mm -hmm, And also, mm -hmm. like, don't run away. Don't go back with your tail between your legs the first time you hit a bump. Like, Mm -hmm. try. Because her family was very kind of disapproving of the go to L.A. plan. So if she goes back right now. Yeah. It's going to be. I think her mom literally said, like, how dare you, like, you're being so selfish for leaving me or something horrendous. Yeah. So it's like, it would be a big, like, shame if she went back having failed so quickly. So she's like, this sounds like something that you could talk me into. However, I live in LA. You were like, it's at least a 40 minute drive to your office from my house and I don't drive. Mm -hmm. And Jill's like, well, figure it out, person up, Mm -hmm. fix it, and then come to work, basically. And she's like, nah. So then she hatches a plan. She is now going to apology cook for Josh. Can I say a thing that Jill says Please. in this meeting? Love that. Um, love, love that journey for you, reading this, <laughs> <laughs> reading no. this paragraph. Um, but she she's saying you should give LA another shot, and she says, some fears kill us, they drain us our whole lives, yeah. and then we die filled with regret. But this isn't one of those fears. Make a plan. It doesn't have to be now, but you know the only way to get better at driving. Because I didn't realize that was the end of the thing. She was talking specifically about driving because uh, Clara is super afraid of driving and that's why she can't take the job. That's one of the reasons why. But anyway, I just thought that was so... So the fears kill us and they drain us of the... It's very, you don't miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Is it? Quote, heaving bosoms. Or is it the opposite one? Oh, yeah, I'm saying it's the opposite. It's like what she would say back to me if I said that. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, There are several things in here where it's just like wisdom gets dropped on you. From the no bodies are bad, like none of them are wrong, they're just different. Like there's a lot of them in here where Rosie's just helping us be better people. I feel like this book is a lot about fears getting in the way of dreams. Most definitely. All right. So she goes back. She's going to make pancakes. And in her true neurotic fashion, she doesn't make one batch, but rather she she experiments with about five. Yeah. She's apparently covered in flour. It's a whole thing. So Josh comes out and he's sleepy and must because he's been taking a nap or something <gasps> so charming. When sleepy. I know. Aren't so great when they're sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> Love a sleepy boy. I've had this conversation before, though, I think. I, I don't I, know. As it's coming out, I feel like I've I've said my admiration for a sleepy boy before. I mean, Love a sleepy, sleepy boy. Boy, yeah. it's charming. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's real yeah. cute. And so he's like, "This is weird." Also, I got you apology pastries. They're in the fridge. And then he goes, <clears throat> "Most of them are in the fridge." <laughs> and he's like, "This isn't this isn't just an apology. What do you want? You're like literally buttering me up." And mm-hmm. she's like, "Okay, fine." Oh, also, she's wearing overalls, and he finds that super sexy. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, he's a goner. It's all it's he's done. It's toast. He keeps saying it's a trap over and over. Yes. He's like, "You're trapping me." And like, the more she says, <laughs> and then like it comes to a head, and he like pounds on the counter and is like, "This is a trap." Like yes. I know it. It's so <laughs> because cute. the food is so good. <laughs> but but also, she's trying to get him to teach her how to drive is part yeah. of this buttering up thing. So it is kind of a trap. Yeah, the first thing she wants is just for him to hand over his car and let her borrow it for like a trip around the neighborhood. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, my 
Corvette. Corvette. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a Corvette. I think it's a Corvette. Because I think he calls it the vet. The, uh. <laughs> I think at one point she calls it a Camaro and he corrects her. And so then I could never again remember which one it was. Fair enough. Anyway. So he's like, my Corvette is the only thing of value in my life. It's the only thing I love. Oh, do you have it? I Well, I just saw that he called it the vet in oh, this good. passage. Yes. So He's like, you're not just taking it. That's a, that's a way no go. Mm-hmm. And then finally, by the end of it, he's like, no, but I will take you driving and we will figure it out. Because he, He's like, we'll go get you a lease. We'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I mm-hmm. can't go get a lease if I don't know whether or not I can drive. I just need to like go drive once and see if I can do it. And she tells him why, right? Why she has her yes. driving anxiety. So she got in a car accident that injured seriously her younger brother, Oliver. Yeah. And now she gets panic attacks when she drives. Right. Because of that. Because it was yeah. her fault. Yeah. I mean, injured not seriously. Oh, I thought he got like, you know, he was in the hospital and stuff. Sure. He had like a bruised collarbone. But like, sure. you know, he's he, he didn't break any bones. It wasn't No, I'm like not a... saying like he's not like in a wheelchair or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But he it was bad enough that she was like, oh, my God, I could have killed my brother. Totally. Totally. So he takes her out driving and he realizes while she's going that like this isn't just an aversion it's an actual phobia and mm-hmm. he's really really sort of worried about it you know and so as they're driving he's like just focus on my voice just talk to me you know trying to distract her and it's like it's a big cutest. patience and oh. it is a big cute oh yeah so then she gets on an on-ramp and the, it's one of those where like the lights alternately turn green and red to oh my God, don't even i can't California, I can't with your lights. I just, but I don't understand it. They go so fast, and I just, I don't even know the point of them. Like they, they just flash green and red, and I never know. I just, I don't understand the system. I don't understand the utility of it. How many cars get onto the freeway? It's like you barely stop when it's red. Yeah, you like barely stop, and then you go right. So it's basically to put like at least a car's length between each one because they Mm -hmm. know that you're definitely going to have to merge into cars that won't get over you know fair i just feel like no matter what happens (laughs) i get honked at if i don't come (laughs) to a complete stop somebody is like how dare you the light sure 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 the light you know or (laughs) if i if i stop and then go somebody's like like don't you drive in california and so i just don't know how it's supposed to be i want to do the right thing Fair. I want to be an aggressive driver. That's how you have to do the driving. But then some people are like, I don't like getting honked at is the problem. And Fair. I think you just have to be cool with that. You do. If you, I don't like it. <laughs> I want to do it right and have everybody be happy about it. <laughs> it's never going to happen. So she gets there and stops. And Josh is like, you got like, you got to go or you got to pull over. Mm-hmm. Like something has to happen. And she's like, I just. Uh. And then finally he goes, all right, we can stay here. And I'll just talk about having my mouth and hands all over here. And she's like, gas, room, room, room onto the freeway. And he's like, he's like fist bumping and pounding the ceiling and like cheering her on. And it's so cute. But then he does notice that she's like white knuckling and really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and has not gotten less scared. And so he directs her to his old high school Hot. and they stop there and then they have this whole talk because he sort of tells her about where his career is at right now and at a standstill with Black Hat. And then mm-hmm. she's like, well, if you like, oh, and then they talk about how he was in 
high school and he's like, I was a fuck up, but like mm-hmm. I I found out early where my talents lied. I found out about squirting in that dugout and like I <laughs> went down on this girl over here and she's like, Josh, focus. <laughs> <laughs> but he also talks about how he feels like he's a disappointment to his parents yeah. and stuff. Ugh, it's yeah. so good. And it's like almost twilight. And so the way that the sun is hitting her hair and overalls and stuff, he just finds utterly enchanting. And then she's like, well, if you didn't want to do porn anymore, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know. I dropped out of college. Like, that's Mm -hmm. this is what I know how to do. So they start going through it. And it's really cool because from like the very beginning, there's no condescension from Clara. And that's Mm -hmm. something that Josh really appreciates because She's just like, no, you have to have other things. And he's like, I guess I could be a pizza driver. And she's like, all right, well, he's like, I can do the shit out of your taxes. I'm really good at taxes. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I don't want to really good at taxes. Oh, yeah. Josh is a whiz. But he doesn't want to go back to school. And then he finally comes to it. And he's like, you know, I've been around production for so long. Mm-hmm. I could I could do a produce, you know, mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. do a direct probably. And then narrate. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, we haven't gotten there. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But she's very much like, you know, you can do whatever you want because Mm -hmm. you're totally capable and awesome and talented. And he's like, wow, I really want to hold your hand and stuff. That's weird. He puts his hand kind of like on her bare knee. Oh, yeah. She's wearing like a skirt maybe or something. I don't know. I just know it's skin to skin. They must be shorty shorty boys. So he (laughs) puts his hand on her knee and it's just kind of like, it's not sexual. It's just kind of like familiar. And she puts her hand on his. He thinks she's going to push him away. Mm -hmm. But she just puts her hand on his and like holds it for a sec. I love a handhold. I just oh. love. I just love a good handhold. Yeah, like Especially a friendly just handhold, like a sweet one. Yeah, yeah, just like a just like a familiar one, like a supportive one. I love it. Oh yeah, and he thinks she's so pretty, and and this is when he starts thinking like she's too good to even consider me ever. Like I, she's mm-hmm. so far out of my league, I can't even see that high. And meanwhile, and she's like- been thinking that she's like rigid and frumpy, and mm-hmm. she'll never be able to grab his attention. And it's almost like her confidence in him makes him think she's too good for him. Yeah. It's like, it's so, it's so strange because it's like she's telling him he can do anything he wants and no one has ever told him he can do anything he wants. And the, the idea of having like ambitions outside of this narrow thing that he's been doing for so long, this one thing he thinks he's good at just kind of like paralyzes his brain into like gridlock. And then I think it's because she makes him feel that way that he's like, ah, oh, she's too good for me. Yeah. Like, absolutely. she's so great. You know, oh, it's so beautiful. Because he feels so unworthy, at it, which is just patently ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He's so oh, hot. He's God, tall. He's so great. You're tall. You can do yeah. anything you want, Josh. As Kate Claiborne would say, you're a tall man. <laughs> you're tall. Okay. You're fine. You're a tall man. <laughs> You'll get it. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side and then 
I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. All right. So now like it's an, it's another day and she has brought home a ton of paperwork from the PR firm and it's like scattered all about the living room and they like start chatting and he is going to read a comic book. And so she she leans over to read his X-Men comic book as well. And her like her tit brushes him and he's not he's just like so wired. He can't handle it. Yeah. I thought he had that like meeting with the bad guy before this. No, um, really I think that's guy? next. Oh, I'm sorry. 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 No, no, no. That's OK. It's because there's two different couch scenes mm-hmm. and they both involve action movies. So, yes, that's what happened. OK. All right. So she's got a ton of stuff and she's like, oh, I can't even do this paperwork. And this is after like they've read comics together and like there's been these casual touches happening. And he's like, all right, so if I were to offer you my eyeballs and brain for 30 minutes, does that mean that you could like maybe take a break and watch a movie with Mm -hmm. me? And she's like, yes, I would love that. That would be amazing. And as they're going through all of this paperwork to see what Tony the DA could glom onto and highlight in order to get bigger news and, and more votes or whatever... They stumble across a position paper that she wrote five years ago about Black Hat Productions and a bunch of supporting evidence of like unsafe work environments and sexual harassment and really, really shady, shitty labor stuff, Stuff. you know, Mm -hmm. predatory contracts, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And so they have this whole talk where she's like, wow, like this, this is great. Like this is something that she could definitely do. And he's very much like, oh, oh no, she says she wrote this five years ago. Nothing's been done. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so surprising to you that like nobody stood up for a bunch of sex no workers. One put like porn nobody on their cares. mantle. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's a sad. But then she's like, all right, if we're doing this, we are going to watch Speed afterwards. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Speed, come on. And she's like, yeah, we're watching Speed. Speed's great. Speed is a great movie. A great movie. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. One of Clara's favorites, too. And so then we get this love letter to Speed because this uh-huh. actually is the perfect book. And she's saying about how, like, you know, Keanu is like the underdog everyman. And he's he's very much like, nah, he just makes your vagina dance. And she's like, mm-hmm. how dare you besmirch Keanu's talents and say that it's just about my vagina. I mean, it's also about about your vagina but that's okay there's more that's fine and then i think she asked like what character do you identify with and he's like i guess the bad guy he's pretty disillusioned and i would never run towards a bomb i find out about a bomb i'm running away from it and she's like what are you talking about 
no, that's not how you are. You've been so kind to me and you've been so mm-hmm. generous and selfless. Like, what? what are you talking about? And he doesn't know what to do with that. Yeah. No one sees the good qualities in him. Yeah. They just see sort of a like a, a skate on by kind of mm-hmm. go with the flow dude. And they're like, they sort mm-hmm. of write him off. Or use him. Oh, or use him. Which k- takes us to a meeting that he's got with Black Hat Productions, the CEO of it. Pruitt. Pruitt. Thank you. So he goes into this meeting and Pruitt's very much like pulling all the power moves. You know, he's sitting way above him. He's doing all this stuff. And Pruitt's basically like, you are popular right now, sure. But you're popular with people who don't pay for porn. You're popular with like ladies. And like, Mm -hmm. we don't make porn for ladies because like, Mm -hmm. it's not the... And so he's telling Josh that he will give him like a bazillion dollars, six figures minimum, mm-hmm. if he decides to go into their hardcore division. And in this book, by hardcore, he means like not just like straight up porn, but like niche porn. So mm-hmm. like the BDSM stuff and and all of that. And Josh, this is something that I didn't love about this book. I didn't. I thought about it and I'm okay with it, but I'll I'll I would love I'll to hear, hear you why. first. Yeah. I don't I don't have like a problem with it, but it rubbed me the wrong way quite a bit that the way it's presented from Josh's inner monologue is like unless you're doing just straight up vanilla porn, you're degrading women and taking advantage of them and all of that stuff. As if it just it felt just on the verge of kink shaming, you know? Mm-hmm. And I I guess I didn't have a huge problem with it because he was thinking of it in the context of Black Hat, I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I was going to say. It's like Black Hat is already kind of um not treating their I was going to say employees, but they've got to be contractors. Talent. Yeah. Their talent, talent in a way that is um that is safe and gives them mm-hmm. agency and gives them space to have control over their own bodies and their own paychecks. And I feel that it is much scarier. It's, in it's a elevated, certainly. Quote unquote, hardcore environment where you've got restraints and you've got pain involved and, and that kind of stuff. Sure. To coerce somebody into doing something they they don't want to do or pay them not what they're worth and, you know, end up in a traumatizing experience. I also feel like Josh has gotten famous at this point for doing kind of like a vanilla female gaze sort of thing. I also felt from Josh that it wasn't his thing, like it wasn't his lane. And so he felt uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's not what he as a would personal choice toward naturally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in his in his off camera life, right? Like it wasn't his brand. Is also like that's that, also that's, true. He had cultivated a brand that this was outside of. I also felt that makes sense. Yeah, it just there were sections of I know, it. I get that it. Made I thought about little, it a lot. Yeah. and and I think it comes down to this. This is why I ultimately like don't love it about this book because. Pruitt says, I'll give you a bazillion dollars. And Josh says, he thinks to himself, I want to be a man worthy of someone like Clara, even though Clara 
specifically will never ever look at me. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to look her in the face and know that I've made the moral choice. Mm -hmm. That just squeaked me out. Yeah. And I, again, I get it because probably with Josh's role, they would have him in more of a, a dominating situation on the whole. Right. And so maybe he's thinking that it's harder to, you know, maintain consent or, you know, look out for coercion and all of that. But mm -hmm. on the face of it, it was like, I want to be a man worthy of this lady. I'm already a porn star. So like that's out mm -hmm. the window. And if I do this more niche porn, if I put any kind of kink into it, then it's mm -hmm. not a moral choice. And I was right. just like, ooh, Ew. like yeah. that is yuck to me. But mm -hmm. It didn't Fair ruin enough. the book. Tell you that didn't, much. Didn't. Not even close. <laughs> All right. So he comes home in a bad mood from the meeting. And then I think we oh, have yeah. the second. Yeah, because Black um, Hat um, threatens him. He's like, right. you walk away from this and you're never working Oh, yeah. We're going to blacklist again. you with yeah, our yeah, black yeah. hats. We're going to take our black hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put oh, We're going to blackball you. write a list on them blacklisting you. Yeah. We're going to wear our black hats and then we're going to blackball you. Because no, we I didn't get a, a lot of s sleep last night. <laughs> well, I think that I can tell because you're not understanding my black ball. I joke. got it. I understood it. They're I was bawling. Just so, I got it. I understood it. I was just so ashamed <laughs> that my joke was so bad. I couldn't even bring myself to understand yours. Fair. I'm sorry. Fair. Man, have you have you ever known a person that unironically calls sex balling? Hundreds of. What, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> That unironically calls sex like, oh yeah, I balled her. Have you ever? Yeah, I have. And yeah, I oh, have. Did I always walk in the other direction? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the person I knew that called sex balling, I think unironically, also like kind of never talked about sex in an unironic way. So it's hard to tell. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I don't know. So it, they always talked about sex. Like in a joke way. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't think if they ever wanted to talk about it in a real way, they would have had different words. <laughs> does that make sense? It does. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think they could make eye contact and tell you something about sex. I think they would be like, <laughs> right? I mean, right. crazy. Yeah, totally. Okay, so now... He gets home and he's super fucking pissed. He's in a bad mood because of this terrible, um, this terrible thing with Black Hat. So Claire gets home and he doesn't want to talk about it. And so she's like, okay, well then let's watch Die Hard. You know, like mm -hmm. action movies always put me in a better mood. That's what we're going to do. But then the power goes out. Oh boy. So they mm -hmm. do a bunch of like the candle situations and mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And Josh looks around and he's like, wow, this is sort of... And she goes, spooky, Spoo spooky, right? Super <laughs> spooky. And he's like, that's totally what I was going to say. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. This girl's never going to be into me. <sighs> so then he makes popcorn and um, he does tell her about the meeting at this point. And she's like, how dare they? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. He tells her that he's just going to write out his contract like his original plan. Mm -hmm. And this is where we find out that they have rights to everything except his narration. Right. And Clara is like light bulb above her brain. She's like, then let's let's do a project where you do narration and you use all of the skills that you found to help women have better orgasms with their partners. Like this mm -hmm. is an incredible idea. You can get all your porn friends 
And we can do it like a, a sex ed situation that's also porn-ish. Mm-hmm. And he really doesn't, he's like, I can't take your money. Like, you can't be in the investor because we're friends. And she goes, we're friends? <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. Um, but then he says we would need somebody who's not afraid of Black Hat's threat. Mm-hmm. And he thinks he knows the perfect person. She knows that he's talking about Naomi. Mm-hmm. And it says she knows this will likely like get them back together, essentially. Mm-hmm. And she knows that if she agrees to this, she's giving him a ticket out of her life, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. So then they go bowling? Yeah. Josh chooses a bowling alley. To have this like casual business meeting, you know. Though I, you know, I the more I thought about it, the more I was like, bowling is kind of good though, because you have in like a built-in out of every conversation you're in for bowling. Fair. If any, like, if you want to get to know somebody, bowling is a bad idea because you yeah. have to keep getting up to bowl, and you can never have like a full conversation with a person. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of if you know it's going to be awkward to bring two people together, I think bowling's great. Because you only get a good 45 seconds, you know? Yeah. Here's my issue. I never know when my competitive streak is going to show up. Oh. And so I I could show up to this bowling event super clear on the mission, totally practiced, and then all of a sudden I would just, like, need to win and I would become Mm -hmm. this feral basket case who's, like heckling people and shouting and stuff and like that's not i just you know i it could be totally casual and chill or it could be the exact opposite of that depending on how the mood strikes me (laughs) you know what's so weird is like i feel like i'm a very i'm a pretty cutthroat person right i'm not you're not even gonna like no nothing like that no you're not even gonna try (laughs) No, you cool. know you. I know you. Everyone knows you. Fine. But I'm not competitive That doesn't mean you're not all. sweet. You're Aww, incredibly you. sweet and you're Thanks. incredibly thoughtful. But like, yeah. if shit needs to get done, Aaron's gonna do it. I'll tell you to your face. Oh, yeah. But like, like at a game, if there's like, if we're having a game night or we're going mm-hmm. bowling or it's like charades or something, I become a shell of myself. <laughs> like, I can't. I don't I don't want to compete. I don't want to have anything to do with this. I hate charades gives me the most anxiety or like Whoa. password or anything like that yeah, where you have yeah, to yeah. stand in front of the room and do like celebrity, like celebrity. that game. Oh god, because I just I have this horrifying I just feel like I'm going to embarrass myself and so I just have to take myself completely out of the competitive. See, that's you really funny. Don't miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> So bowling to me, whenever I go bowling, I'm annoyed by the bowling. I'm like, oh god, I've got to go do the bowling part now. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I just want the, f- I just want the cheese fries, sure, and the peoples. See, and it's funny. I really applaud you for having the foresight to be like, I'm going to embarrass myself. Let me take mm-hmm. steps to mitigate that. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, will show up and I'll, and I and like just all rational thoughts leave mm-hmm. my brain and like mm-hmm. i leave my body and i am just this like like competitive horrifying monster nice though and funny still mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. still jokey or whatever but 
I can't stop shouting a lot of times. Like it's it's not always great. And um, I do have those, oh God, I made a fool of myself thoughts, but it's way after alone in my bed. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> where I'm reliving the whole thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I what I like I wonder so if I like take a personality test or something and it asks me if I'm competitive or somebody asks me if I'm competitive, I always yeah. say hyper no, like strong no. Which is weird I because you not, are. I think I've been thinking about this like a lot lately and I think that I'm so competitive I can't even try in a social group, in a social setting. That's I, smart, Erin. If I even try, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. it's a full 360 to make me mm-hmm. now no longer competitive. <laughs> no, I, I actually have, like I said, it's one or the other because I have those nights too where I'm like, nope, I'm cool. I am deciding that this is a non-issue. I don't care if you're cheating because I'm not trying to win right. so that I don't murder you. everyone. <laughs> remember that time we did romance trivia and i shouted the whole time remember that time (laughs) we did trivia and i almost made enemies out of romance celebrities like i almost made straight up enemies screaming the words say anything are you kidding me say anything over and over into a speakerphone i said say anything i I said said say anything i said it Oh no! God. I think it's a music video for like um a song. That- <laughs> say, no, anything. say anything. We're we're doing movies. It's not fun. We don't mean the song. <sighs> we had been pushed to our limits at that point, though. I started I, real chill. I, I started real to my chill limit. too. I did. Yeah. I did. You know what? I think that McLean energy kind of rubbed off on oh, me. Like yeah. I feel like we all kind of fueled each other's uh-huh. like. <laughs> I think we were all the same, and then yeah. it just became combustible just like a very innocent woman being like no i think it's a music video for in your eyes is it that song <laughs> like i lost my mind yeah and on video in front of all the romance there. yeah hb's <laughs> laughing their asses off watching me and i'm not self-aware enough to just stop <laughs> or real re- remember that i'm on video in front of romance landia oh man oh we're God. just gems what a, what a two of us of hot dummies <laughs> Ooh. do we wait I, I haven't thought about this in a week do we have friends still <laughs> Wait oh, yeah. a minute. Are we still we're, friends with everyone? We're completely friends. We've been texting this week. Do we're the fine. wallflowers still talk to us? <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> no, we're we're fine. We're great. Okay, good. I, I made sure. All right. <laughs> you checked. Yes, because I, I laid there at night, that night, being like, I did, did I, too. I, was did like, I seriously I shout podcast. Jay's My impressed reputation over and romance is over. And over again. Because I was such a horrible bitch to everyone on my team. (sighs) It's fine. All right. It was fine. I didn't want to win. That's not why I was there. I was there to make friends. Same. We had so many. But the problem was we had friends there already, you know? And so once people have seen me, it's hard (laughs) not to show them again. Really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Where where were we? <laughs> I don't know. I think we should wrap it up soon, though, because we're at one an hour. Oh, we're at the bowling alley. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll wrap alley. it up right now. Okay. okay. So basically, at this bowling alley, she gets to know Naomi a little bit, and Naomi says that she will be in. She will take this risk and do this if 
Clara is involved with everything. She has to be there for casting. She has to be there for mission statements. She has to be there for filming. She has to be there because Naomi is so fucking smart. And she's like, I'm looking at this as a business decision. We're not making this for people like me and Josh. We are making this for you, Clara. So you need to be the litmus test of like what's too much, what's not enough, what needs more explanation. You have to be there. Mm -hmm. And Josh is like, Clara, you do not have to do this. You don't. We'll find someone else. And she grits her teeth and she goes, there is no one else. Mm -hmm. And she tosses out her hand and they shake and it's going to happen. So they're in business. Porn company. Porn sex ed company. Woo! Everybody's going to have better orgasms. <laughs> it's going to be great. <sighs> All right, Erin. Do you have a lady love? I do. I might struggle to explain it. Love it. High concept lady love. Ooh. Are you ready? I'm ready. I feel like everybody's doing bad right now. <laughs> but I feel like the same kind of anxiety when we entered quarantine and we entered the pandemic is starting to come back in reverse because now things are starting to open up and now it's it's anxiety about like vaccine and when you're going to get it and who has it and is my workplace open and how much should I be doing? Can I go on my vacation? Should I cancel this? Like those sorts of things, which was the same thing that we were experiencing at the beginning of the pandemic of like, yeah, because I feel like there was a good stretch in the middle there where we knew what was up. Yeah, it's closed. You can't go anywhere. No vaccine. We're waiting. And now it's like that uncertainty thing. And everybody's on edge. And I think a lot of people are doing things that are maybe self-destructive or um, destructive of people around them and lashing out or, you know, just, you know, just doing things that you like immediately regret. Yeah. Don't cry. I'm not talking about you, Melody. (laughs) I know you're not talking about me. If you're ascribing this to something you've done or said, it's not you. I'm not. You okay? I'm not. I'm not. I know, but I... No. I feel like our lady loves might go hand in hand, even though I haven't heard yours. But honestly, I'm just... I'm having a really hard time. I know. I am too. I think a lot of people are. And like you said, I've been... I've been mostly good. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I've just been... I've just been doing what needs to be done. And I think for me, it's not it's not so much about the anxiety of like, you know, should we do things? Should we not do things? Although I know a lot of people are experiencing that. But we, we have been so serious about the pandemic that it's like the one year anniversary of me really being outside my house. Hardly Mm -hmm. at all. You know, like Michael's been doing all the errands so that only one of us has exposure. And it's been so cold that I can't even go on walks. And I don't know what I'm even complaining about because we've been so fucking lucky. I think it's the fatigue and Mm -hmm. just the feeling that I don't know. I No, I think that's part of it. And being mm. having been doing this for a year and then maybe and then seeing others maybe go take vacations or you know whatever it is that you've 
canceled and yeah. you know like there's a lot of like weirdness i think between people and a lot of jealousy and a lot of fatigue and a lot of exhaustion and you know judgment and you know right. what, whatever it is like we've canceled three trips and i have friends that have canceled no trips right. and it just kind of like i'm not mad at them i guess right. you know but it just kind of like it's uh it's just you feel resentful and you feel bad you know yeah but my lady love was going to be uh, the rehab concept. Of- Please tell me everything now that I'm actually sobbed on the podcast. What I'm is out some some great rehab wisdom, which was kind of like taken by Frozen too, weirdly. <laughs> but the concept of the next right thing, of like oh, if you yeah. do something that but like weirdly she sang a song about the next right thing in relation to grief which i don't really understand but the next right thing as like a rehab concept is like sometimes you do something that is not a good thing maybe you've lashed out at somebody maybe you've been wrong maybe you've lied maybe you've done something that is is not good and maybe it's to somebody else maybe it's to yourself maybe you did a self-destructive thing which is where it comes in in rehab and the the voice in your head is going to tell you to double down and entrench yourself in that position and say you were right to do the thing or the thing is already ruined, so you may as well do more of it. I'm right. talking about like, right. you know, just eating horribly or, right. you know, not, do, not doing the things you need to do to take care of yourself or to take care of others. And you're just like, well, fuck it. The day is gone. I may as well just do let it sure. go downhill. But what you have to do is you have to take a breath and you have to do the next right thing. And that is usually not entrenching yourself in the position, making it worse, saying worse things, doubling down, beating yourself up, beating yourself up over it, doing more self-destructive things, because why not at this point? Right. Just take that breath and think about what is the next right thing and then try to do it. And it's going to it's going to suck. It's going to take a lot more energy and it's going to take a lot more, you know, emotional work to do the next right thing instead of the next wrong thing. But it's going to pay off in the end. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. Good lady. Love, Erin. What's yours? Like suckers or something? <laughs> What's yours? Like um, ice cream treat? New kind of Cheetos? <laughs> no, mine was mine was going to be telling listener something that I need to hear. And something that I've not been good about lately. And that's just like being kind to yourself. Because mm-hmm. like you said, a lot of people are are feeling the same way. And there is so much uncertainty right now, like surrounding the vaccine and like, you know, how to do all of this safely and school and keeping your family safe while still being sane or, you know, whatever it is. If you know that you're doing the best that you can then that's what you can do Mm -hmm. and do the next right thing and be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's it. Wow. Hi, everyone. (laughs) So love yourself as much as you. (laughs) (laughs) We're on social media. funny? Yeah. We're on social media. We're on Facebook. Um, <laughs> we have an Instagram heaving bosoms. We have a Twitter heaving underscore bosoms. We yep. have a Patreon heaving bosoms podcast. We're doing the crash landing on you series that we yeah. kicked off with um Lauren and Kate 
last Man, week. That's really making me happy if I'm being honest. Ooh, uh, honestly, it's becoming <laughs> it's it's a double it's a double edged sword or a snake eating its own ass, as you would say. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have? We have merch. If you go on our website, heavingbosoms.com, you can find the merch. You can find the Heaving Bosoms Reading Embrace. It, believe it or not, it's still March. There's only been three months of this year, and you can still get on the embrace. And what else do we have? You're just thinking record, about that snake just nomming on its own ass, huh? No. I have to correct you because uh-huh. the correct idiom aaron is ass eating its own tail okay (laughs) still stupid still so dumb Uh, i'm sorry i would never say that you're not a genius I don't know why it just hit me so funny when you're like, you're always saying that I'm not a genius. It's like, how specific? Um, all right. Okay. Are we... What's, <sighs> keep being a badass. Love yourself as much as you love just screaming, say anything at an innocent woman who you've never met in real life because you've just become a monster because for like because you're feeding off the competitive energy of your friends and you forgot yeah. that you become this monster when yeah. you um, <laughs> when are you fed care. after midnight or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. All right. Uh, bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.